everybody. Thank you and welcome back. I got to give a very, very special shout out to the first 20 people who watched the first episode I posted last week with um, Reverend Ree and Peter Hunt. I definitely thought it would have just been me and my mom checking it out, but I appreciate the love from everybody. This is the second episode. I believe it was either the first or second recording I actually did for the podcast. Uh, it's with Matthew Jimenez. Um, he's the owner of Maytech Media. Uh, it is a, well, I'll let him explain it. But it was a really good conversation I had with Matt in downtown Phoenix Library. The first episode was recorded in Peter Hunt's office. However, with the rest of the podcast, most of these recordings are in different areas of Phoenix, um, which I would like to expand as I continue the series. So please sit back, enjoy, and let me know what you think. Thank you. I would like us to start. If you could just introduce yourself, what you do. I'm Matt Jimenez. I'm the owner of Matt Tech Media. We're a digital marketing and web development company. Awesome, awesome. And so how did you get into it? Um, Well, I started as IT, um, ran as a company for a while, or ran for a company for a while, uh, a local construction company. I did all their IT admin stuff and then um, uh, ventured out on my own. My wife said, you should just try going out on your own. So I did, did some IT stuff and... All of my clients were constantly asking for, you know, web development, database development, um, and then those clients started asking about marketing. So it kind of just evolved from IT into um, web development, which is what I really like to do, and then into internet marketing and digital marketing. Internet marketing, yeah. digital marketing. Um, that's kind of an interesting area right now, right? <laughs> I don't know if you pay too much attention to people like Gary Vee or any of those like business owners who are pushing. The social media marketing, mm-hmm. Facebook marketing, websites. What do you feel? What are your thoughts on that? Um, I've always been in that digital arena, you know, being one of like the oldest millennials. <laughs> <laughs> um, where, where I'm right on the cusp of being a millennial, but um, but I I think it's essential for business to be on on the web, whether it's social media or your own website. Um, I've always been a proponent of focusing more of your energy on your website because that's something you can control. Yeah. Whereas with social media, I mean, you've seen today with Facebook and stuff, they get under scrutiny and you build your following on social media and if that social media platform disappears or dies off... Starting to get regulated. You, yeah, yeah you got to start <laughs> You got to start from scratch again and, and start all over. But on your own website, it's, it's your own baby, so you get to control everything. Do you see um, viewership shifting in any direction? Um, I've noticed in terms of attention. I've noticed that it, obviously Facebook to Instagram, um, which, in my opinion, has proven to be uh, more difficult because Instagram users are more visual based. So you know, putting copy out there or content is is much more difficult to do because it's not. Nobody's going to yeah, click yeah, and read. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to click and read. They just want to see pictures and move on. So I mean, you see that influencer shift happening and stuff. So. And I think even now that that's even people have caught on to it and they're kind of semi ignoring it a little bit, but not too much. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, kind of getting back to Phoenix, where we're located right now. Are you a native? Yep. 
Okay. Born and raised. Born and raised. <laughs> so what what made you decide to stay? Is it just family? Do you like it here? The weather? Yeah, I'm third generation. Okay. Um, yeah, I just not really anywhere else to go. All my family's here. Um, it's just great weather. I mean, other than the summer, which, but, you know, being from here, it's not a big deal. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. Um, I actually enjoy the 90s to 100s rather than this colder winter weather, so. Okay, okay. Now, in terms of owning a business in Phoenix, what are the pros and cons that you've seen as you've um, maneuvered? Um, I just think there's a lot of growth here. Um, not, not a big place for corporate America. I mean, it is. I mean, they have their their places here and stuff, but it seems like entrepreneurship and uh, small businesses thrive here just because there's it's a growing state, you know, city, I guess, um, and everyone's able to grow. I mean, they could start their own business or they can grow into another company, um, but it, I think the ease of use is really there. Uh, I've noticed new programs like Hive that is actually around the corner here that, you know, it's an incubator, but it's done by the Phoenix Library, so it's actually very inexpensive for you to get going and get educated on how to start your own business and stuff like that, so I like that. (laughs) What excites you personally? Um, Just the the sheer growth. I mean, like I said, I'm a native, so everything I've been in central phoenix since i was born so it's just so <laughs> seeing like all of these buildings, buildings and condos yeah, yeah all of, <laughs> and it's just it's just mind-boggling how many different buildings are going up and just the sheer amount of people that are, that are coming back to central phoenix because i mean there was a lot of growth out and it seems like everyone's slowly conquering back in the middle yeah, and I, I've noticed that there's not a lot of corporate headquarters here, especially in tech. But as the as the growth happens, how do you think if like an Amazon or a Google decided to make a headquarters here, how do you think that would affect? Um, I think it'd be good growth for for Phoenix in general. Um, it, we're we've got the the real estate for it, the space for it. Uh, we're a pretty good sized state and. There's a lot of infill happening, but there's definitely, I mean, you have Intel out in Chandler, um, and then a couple other smaller tech companies, but uh, Lockheed Martin's in Goodyear, so, I mean, we can handle the big, big companies, but we also have that nice, smaller niche. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. Um, Moving back to your personal work, um, what, what did you start off as specializing in, and then... Um, I saw on your website, like, you offer web design, social media, right, brand ma- management, all these things. Mm-hmm. Is there any particular area you like the most? Um, the part I like the most is actually database development okay. and um, web application development. Databases in the sense of? Um, no, just raw data. Okay. Um, so we, for example, we do some work for um, the Maricopa County Probation System. Mm-hmm. So we track all of the people that are in probations in Maricopa County um, and then also cities like Phoenix, Glendale, and Mesa. So uh, we track all of that and we make sure that the data is secure. We build the app that the courts can interface with the providers, um, treatment providers. It allows us to... uh, It's just something that I like to do because it's... You know, you have that user portal 
base to it, so yeah. it's fun to do. <laughs> Much bigger project than it was initially, but um, it's gotten to be okay. interesting. Okay. Um, would you say that consists of most of your business? Is the web development data house? Um, it, it did for a while. So okay. that, the, the database portion, um, that's our bread and butter. It keeps us going uh, on a day-to-day. But then we've gotten into a lot more marketing. So um, I'm actually a we're a, a family-grown business, so my wife is actually the graphic designer. Um, I'm the web developer, and then we have a content um, content writer, and then another developer that helps me out on the side, make sure the servers are running the way they should, all the updates are being done, and everything like that. So okay. um, I'm slowly moving away from that um, <laughs> development part and turning into more of the business owner side so more you manage <laughs> right yeah more managing and, and less of doing what what I actually love doing so um and that's always my my struggle is what, what direction to go like keep doing what I do and keep it small or keep expanding and growing so do you have any intentions to um actively expand and grow or are you just doing it based on what the what business comes yeah, to yeah it's just organic okay. so um We've been getting a lot of business. We had an influx of it, and we're um, we're trying to keep up, but at the same time, we I don't want to grow too fast, and you know, be a house of cars yeah. that's gonna yeah <laughs> that could fall at any time. So I got you. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, what keeps you fresh? Like, what do you look look at, read, all this? This is a high intensity world. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for me, it's it is all about just education. I just keep myself in the loop, which which is nice because I am a Android user. I'm a Google fan, so um, they you know they have the feeds that just come to me based on my search results and stuff. So it actually gives me a lot of stuff that I actually enjoy reading. You know, development websites, um, classes, education things like from that standpoint. Um, also, like Reddit and some of the social platforms. I like those as well, so okay. those keep me fresh and up to date on what's happening. So if somebody wanted to shadow you, right, and follow you, let's say it's a school person, what would be the key thing you'd want them to take away from that day? I think the key thing would be the ability to pivot and just be able to, you know, go the direction that either your business is ta- taking you or the day is taking you, you know, so... Um, I still do a little bit of IT, so I might be developing or coding or whatever, um, or even just strategizing. And then I have a client that has a server issue, and i got to drop what I'm doing and go fix the server and then come back and keep going. So it's just that ability to be flexible with flexible. things that, that are happening. Okay, that makes sense. Um, to that point, right, what would be the biggest pivot or flexibility lesson you've had in your career? Oh, uh, I think it was just basically from from going from IT to web development. I mean, it's all in the same tech arena, mm-hmm. but, you know, um, I feel like uh, with IT, sometimes it's, um, it's uh, reactive, so you're constantly fixing people's things. And with uh, web development, it's a little more proactive. Like, we're, help, we're helping people plan and... Um, think about what they want to do with their business strategy-wise for marketing and for the website, you know, trying to get them in front of what their target is. Okay. All right, that makes (laughs) sense. And then um, 
with tech in general, a lot of people think it all falls under one bucket, <laughs> right? Like, they'll yeah. come to you and they'll say, I have 10 things to do. Can right. you do everything? <laughs> You're like, I can do that, that. Right, yeah. <laughs> and what else? Um, what's, the, what's some of the common misconceptions you find when you talk to people about what you do and what you provide? Um, the misconceptions are usually it's not something that I can afford or... Um, or the other misconceptions is, is on the other side that it's just really easy. It's just a one or two clicks of a button and they've got a website. Yeah. So um, some of the the DIY services like Squarespace and Weebly, those kinds of uh, services, they all tout it to be very simple. Simple. But, but there's a lot of strategy lot behind of it. Yeah. That, yeah. There's a lot of planning <laughs> on what you actually want to put out there. Not, I mean, not to knock on them. I mean, they are good for what they are. If you're just creating a basic static site that has information about your company mm-hmm. they're they're great for that but um you if be you interactive updating yeah. All that. yeah if you want to be interactive with your clients and actually use your utilize your website to sell your services or your products it's it's better to you know have a strategy behind it and integrate it into the marketing aspect of everything as well okay all right <laughs> um how how have you like remedied those conversations like what's your approach to kind of even um, field. probably just education just okay. educating our clients or prospective clients on um, what we do and then also expectations and make sure that they know you know what what direction things would go we give them timelines we give them outlines of, of what we've done in the past and how how it goes so so that's usually what <laughs> where it gets hung up but Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. People want it done now. Right, yeah. Um, another off-the-wall question. If you was to talk to a five-year-old Matthew, uh, what would he have said he wanted to do, and how could that path be directed to where me, you are now? Me in five years or when I was five? When you were five. Oh, when I was five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I would, I would say just staying focused on what... what you and love to do so if you enjoy it just keep doing it which is which is kind of funny because that's kind of what happened to me anyways because you know going in from high school off to college you know I went and actually majored for architecture and uh, my my mom after you know a year in architecture she was like and seeing that I wasn't really a fan of it or not that I wasn't a fan of it but that I was falling asleep in class, so obviously <laughs> it wasn't for it wasn't me. For you, yeah, um, she was like, you know, you've always been into computers. Think ever since you were little, you were into computers. So why not go that path? And and I did. So I went that direction. Went, got into computer science, and from there, just snowballed into where I am today. Okay. Okay. Um, do you do any like mentorship or? community involvement or anything like that? Um, not at the moment. I've, you know, the last five years have been, I just had, you know, daughters and stuff, so <laughs> fatherhood, <laughs> is, fatherhood is my mentorship, I guess you okay. could say, but I have thought about it, you know, um, I, now I'm getting to a point where I want to be able to mentor or give back to the community as a well, whole. What would you like to do? Um, I, I really enjoy the, the startup space, you know, just helping people start a business and do what they love uh, mm-hmm. every day um, that's what I always preach that just if you do what you love you you know you're always happy so Happiness. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and, and and I've had 
there's the other side where people say they do it and then they're miserable because they have to do all the business side of things that they don't actually like to do. So um, educating them on that would be something that I'd like to help help um, cultivate and stuff and get them get them the ability to to do that, which I actually have been doing a little bit, you know, with some of my clients that are newer companies, they're, they're asking, they, I've become more of a business coach and they're asking you, like, what, what, what am I doing for my finances, for, for tracking all of my invoicing and all of that kind of thing. So I kind of end up coaching them through all that as well. So, and I enjoy doing that as well. Okay. It's fun. All right. So um, do you think that would be ever incorporated in your business in terms of like consulting capacity? Possibly, yeah. I could put, I could see myself getting into consulting as time goes on, um, just helping businesses grow. Uh, I've actually thought about that incorporating. We actually have a service that um, we're trying to cultivate. It, it, it's very young in or inception stuff, but it's just um, a solution, a business solution service where you know we build their website, but we also do any of the IT consulting that they need. Um, and then as well as marketing. So it kind of encompasses that whole aspect that I've been in and experienced for so long. Okay. <laughs> All right. That makes sense. Um, another off-the-wall question in the future now. Uh, what would you like to see? What would you like the your landscape to look like, both in Phoenix and for you professionally? Um, Phoenix, I would like to just see it continue to thrive. Um, maybe get a little more tech-centric. Um, not too much, though. I mean, I, I, I do like the analog world and not everything <laughs> being high-tech. Um, but whenever technology can be utilized as a tool, I think it's, it's beneficial, and I think the city's doing a good job at that. So um, professionally, I'd like to, to be able to walk away from my business and know that it still runs. And, okay. that, and that's kind of... Those are our growing pains right now, getting people in place where, you know, I can go away on vacation and, 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 know, that, blow up. <laughs> yeah, and know that it'll still be there when I get back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, and, and that's always difficult in the IT arena because, you know, you have your, your servers and your computers and your clients that business runs off of technology. So if those things go down, your clients or whatever might be in a panic, so... So, um, to that fact, what would be kind of a good example of being more tech-centric in Phoenix and then a gross misuse or a bad example <laughs> of being tech-centric? Um, a good utilization of it... I'm trying to think of what a, a good... I'd say that the gross misuse would probably be uh, just digital signage everywhere. You know, constantly <laughs> advertising. Yes, advertising and selling of everything anywhere they possibly can, which I understand. I mean, it's a revenue stream for a lot of, I mean, I'm in media, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, utilizing things like, uh, I don't know, I think I saw one downtown, um, interactive maps that'll help allow people to get around the neighborhood. Uh, around downtown or um, anything that's interactive and educating people on what's available to them. Okay. Um, that's always good. I mean, I think that's kind of kind of one thing that 
tech can really do is provide people with information and education on quickly. Yeah, quickly and, and spread the word as they need. So, you know, social media, <laughs> you can spread things real fast that way. Yeah. Is there anything that excites you in terms of like VR or lenses, things of that nature that's coming up in the tech world? And like they have AI, autonomous machines, um, Boston I, I scientific, think, things like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the tech arena. So <laughs> I, I'm concerned with robotics just because, you know, robotics is going to replace a lot of people. You'll see that with Amazon um, and stuff like that. But the, um, the things that excite me are probably the the self-driving cars. I mean, that, that, I mean the ability to give people that have never had the ability to to get around easily, mm-hmm. it, it provides them with that. You know, somebody who's blind or um, unable to to drive, uh, that that provides them with transportation and the freedom to, to move without having to rely on a service or yeah. or anything like that. So, um, and just the sheer technology behind it. Um, I've been following it since you know when DARPA was running their programs and 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 their um, challenges for it, and it's just been an interesting road and I think AI is probably going to be the next one but again I don't I haven't decided how I feel about AI in, <laughs> in respects to how far it should, should go, go. Yeah. yeah no a lot of people have that <laughs> so I actually have three questions I'll start with the autonomous cars right uh, do you think it would be better to have them to where they adjust to us right so we're still driving on the road the cars are driving around us they're integrated with us or like a <clears throat> minority report type situation where it's just all autonomous cars, right? No humans are really allowed to <laughs> take the wheel. Um, or you get alerts in the police call. Yeah, I think, I think fully autonomous is probably better just because, I mean, with the human element, there's like the unknown, you know? Somebody yeah. might decide to just swerve, you know? Whereas a computer is going to do what it's told. And the only, I mean, my only fear with computers is making sure it's secure enough, you know, making sure. I mean, you had Jeep actually have their their system get hacked and, and somebody show that they could do that. And that's always the concern because as everything's interconnected, that's always a possibility. So, so yeah, it's, it's I think fully automated would probably be ideal in, in a perfect world with solid security. Okay. Um, how far do you think that would be? Fully autonomous. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we're way off. Um, just the sheer design of cars it just doesn't seem like they're long-lasting. So um, I would say probably thirty years, maybe. I don't know. I think. I mean, I think more than anything, the the advancements in automotive in general, just with self-braking, um, um, uh, lane recognition and stuff yeah yeah. like that I think that's beneficial because something that can assist is is beneficial Um, I think that's a good path to be on for the next 20 or 30 years (laughs) as we slowly work into the the autonomous portion fully autonomous okay Okay. Now, you mentioned you were worried about robotics in terms of, like, replacing people. Mm. But um, being in the tech arena, you know somebody has to be the one to design it, to put it in place, right. to monitor it. Yeah. So do you feel like um, in worrying about it being repla- people being replaced, wouldn't people still have to be the ones to manage these systems? Yeah, and, and that's true, yes. Um, but that's also, there's a lot of 
that requires a lot of a higher end education, education. which um, that's where you know you have these not uh, you have these jobs that require a, a lower threshold of education to get into. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, for entry level, I guess you could say, um, I mean, if you fully automated a McDonald's, for example, um, that high school student or whatever isn't getting that experience that they should have of being disciplined and going to a job and, 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 and starting there, the only thing that will be available is something that requires higher education. Um, I mean, you all obviously will always have the high school student that can you know, do yard work and, and yeah. do the entrepreneur thing, start their own little yard work route or whatever. But um, but that's that's my concern is, is the barrier of entry for those for those robotics um, classes and stuff. Which I mean, you see that with high schools, even there's certain STEM programs and stuff to help with that. But um, as you get more advanced into it, I guess. It, Do you think that's something that could be remedied by structuring the school difference, right? I mean, you might lose the people who are like 50, 60, close to retirement. Mm -hmm. But from the high school perspective, could that be remedied by changing the schooling system so that you get that education um, so that you can enter into those jobs? And so instead of um, me being a server as an interest job, it'd be me being a low-level data entry or me being a low-level um, database warehouse management. Yeah, I could see that. I could see... Um, I think the schools are actually doing a pretty good job. I've seen a lot of schools start having dedicated STEM programs um, and dedicated technology programs or even just science programs that allows kids to get into it and see if they even have interest in it. You know, um, That's always... That's always the other key component. I mean, are there that many people that are actually interested in technology? Because everyone <laughs> I talk to seems to either love it or hate, hate it. it. <laughs> it's, it's, there's no in between. You either love it or hate it. Um, and, and just the appreciation of it, I think, is something that needs to be <laughs> provided more than anything. Just the fact that we have a phone that we can talk to to yeah. anyone in the world at any time. So, um, yeah, I. I you could do the tech, the data entry, um, and then high schools providing those services really helps out. So you say you have children, right? Mm-hmm. Girls. Um, what What is your outlook in terms of what you're excited about for them when they get to be adults and working? And um, I'm just, I'm excited for them to just enjoy whatever they're doing. So I mean. One seems to be very in, very much into um, art, so we're going to let her... Uh, we're going to uh, encourage her to continue that. I mean, if she loves it, I mean, it's like my wife, she's a graphic designer. She was into art, and she does a lot of our graphic stuff, so there's always an avenue for that. Um, but I'm just excited to see them, <laughs> them grow in general. Would you like them to take the business on, or is it just purely if it's inter- of interest? If it's purely purely if it's of interest. Okay. So yeah, I I don't I don't foresee them. You know, I I hear always back east, so and so took on their parents' company or whatever. Or I've seen friends here that have taken on their parent company, but it's not their passion, and yeah. it either dies off or they're just miserable. So it's it's that's not what I would want to see for. 
for anyone really. Yeah. Even just my girls. Okay, that's that makes sense. It makes sense. So, um, back to your company. Mm-hmm. Would there be anything you want us to do promotional wise, education wise, that you'd like people to hear? Um, we're, we would just love to be able to help companies grow. Um, okay. We love being there to support them uh, however we can. So that's, that's probably the one thing I'd like to, people to know is if, if they're starting a company or if their company is struggling and they want you know a second set of eyes to help them through it, um, I think being a programmer uh, really helps with that because it, it allows you to see and understand things slightly different than a lot of people just because you understand the inner workings of, of the workflow of business and everything else. Okay. All right. Well, I thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, everybody, again for tuning in to another episode of Do I Have Your Attention? I'm really interested in hearing what everybody thinks. For example, if you have any comments on the show, you have particular people I should interview, cities I should come to, let me know. You can always reach me at any of the social media pages, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at D-I-H-Y-A underscore talks. That's D-I-H-Y-A underscore talks. Do I have your attention? And I appreciate it. Thank you for showing the love.